thank you for saving. Thank you for saving. A sinner like me. <laughs> Not just any old sinner, a sinner like me. <laughs> yeah, like me. In 52 years and nine months in church, actually a little more than that because I'm past 52, but I'm telling you I was born in it. But you know what? Thank you for saving a sinner like me. <laughs> you know why? Because I didn't get saved from Sunday school. I didn't get saved from mom and daddy's house. <laughs> I didn't get saved. No, I got saved from eternal damnation and separation from God. Because every one of us is different. Every one of us has a different story, a different past. But every one of us can sing, thank you for saving a sinner like me. <laughs> like me. That's it. <laughs> thank you for saving a sinner like me. Yes, His grace and mercy has brought me through. Let me say, His grace and mercy is bringing me through. Because I'm not done yet. <laughs> Aren't you glad? Why don't you thank Him? Why don't you thank Him? Why don't you praise Him? Thank you for saving. Thank you, worship team. Psalm 119. Psalm 119. While you're turning there, I want to read something just from this morning. Because I just want you to hear it a different way. 2 Timothy 3, in the New Living Translation, just the first few verses, because there's something I want you there. It's, I told you this morning, I, I missed it. I've never seen it. As many times as I read, and if I've read, it's, I've probably read 2 Timothy 3 more than almost anything in my Bible. You should know this, Timothy. In the, in the last days, there will be very difficult times. For people will only love themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving, and they will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends, be reckless, be, and be puffed up with pride, and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that can make them godly. Stay away from people like that. They are the kind who work their way into people's homes and win confidence of vulnerable women who are burdened with the guilt of sin and controlled by various desires. Such women are forever following new teachings, but they're never able to understand the truth. These teachers oppose the truth just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses. They have depraved minds and a counterfeit faith. But listen to this. This is what I, I, I want you to hear it in, in clear English. 
But they won't get away with this long. But they won't get away with this long. Someday everyone will recognize what fools they are. Just as Janus and Jambres. I wanted you to hear all the things that, that the, he told us was happening in this postmodern society. But it's not, Jeff, they're not going to get away with it forever. Now, they didn't even talk about God. It says, that it says, but they won't get away with this for long. Someday, everyone, everyone will recognize what fools they are. There is, a, there, is, there is a condition that is here, but there is a deliverance coming. It's in there. But you know why? Because the truth wins. The truth wins. The truth prevails. Because the truth is a man, Jesus Christ. And he's not going to win. It's already been won. The work is finished. It's not in doubt. The result, the end result is not in dispute. <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalm 119. If you don't mind, I'm just going to do what I feel like the Lord's led me to do tonight. And if you do mind, I'm just going to do what I felt like the Lord's led me to do tonight. <laughs> Psalm 119. It's the longest chapter in the entirety of the Word of God. And it, from start to finish, is concerning the Word of God and the excellencies of the Word the writer is unknown. Many old commentators, most old commentators, believe that David wrote it. Maybe over the, his lifetime that he added to it and added to it. Many talk about there's plenty of evidence for sure that David taught Solomon from this song. Taught him the, the Hebrew alphabet. Taught him the ways of God and the wisdom of God. Whether he's the writer is not sure. Some believe it was maybe Ezra coming out of captivity when they were rebuilding the temple and rebuilding the wall. Whether it was Ezra or whether it was David, it doesn't matter. It is just an incredible proclamation of the truth of the Word of God. Uses a lot of language like your commandments and your precepts and all that. He's not, and your law. He's not talking about the ceremonial law and all that. He's talking about the glory of His Word. That is, that is life and living. <laughs> and it is the antidote. It is the antidote for the postmodern problem. It's always been the antidote. It's one thing I always love to say. There's a lot going on, but there is a remedy. Amen. There is a remedy. I can assure you. <laughs> Blessed are the undefiled in the way. Who walk with the Lord. With the, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies. Who seek him with a whole heart. I want you to begin to notice that whoever the writer was, the audience is God. 
Whoever the writer is, the audience is God. That is who he was speaking to and who he was writing to. And you can easily, you can easily see the whole thing as a prayer. No doubt set to music, it's a psalm. But it is, you can easily, in fact, you should read it like it's a prayer. Blessed are those who, in verse 2, who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity and they walk in his ways. You have commanded us to keep your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed. When I look into all your commandments, I will praise you with uprightness of heart. When I learn your righteous judgments, I will keep your statutes. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. Listen to the question, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Oh, with my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Listen, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Hear it again. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. This word of God has power. Come on, church. If you don't figure it out real quick, that the message is going to be in the scripture, you're going to miss what's going on tonight. Oh, how how are you going to live? How are you going to be victorious? You're going to get in this book and learn that the living word flows through it. Then that your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You want to know that it's the living word, the blood of Jesus. And... And the things of God that will keep you. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me. That needs to be our prayer. Teach me. Teach me your word. There's many that will say, I don't understand it, so I don't read it. Teach me your word. Hear me tonight. I don't know how far we'll get, but we're going to follow the leading of the Spirit. And here's what I want you to hear tonight. If you are saved by the blood of the Lamb, you have the Spirit of God in you. If you have the Spirit of God in you, this, this, this word calls him the Spirit of truth that will guide you into all truth. Well, if you have the Spirit of God into you, you can, you can go straight to the throne of grace and you can say along with the psalmist, teach me, teach me, teach me, O oh Lord, your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. By the way, did you hear what he said? It doesn't say with my thoughts. It doesn't say with my thoughts. We've got to where we think we can sit around and think. You should ponder and meditate on the things of God. But it says with my lips I have declared. You cannot declare silently. There's people here, including me and all over this room, that you need to learn again to declare the things of God. To, to declare it means you've got to say it. 
It's one thing to pray to yourself, that's good, that's fine. But there's things you got to declare. It's thing to read to yourself, that's good, that's fine. I do that most of my day. But there's things you're going to have to learn to declare. It says, with my lips. With my lips, I will declare the judgments of your mouth. You know what he's saying? I'm going to say what you say. With my lips, I have, I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I'm going to say what he says. Not only am I going to say it, Jeff, I'm going to declare it. Mac Church, begin to declare what's true from this book. Some of you are even resigned to that you've lost your family, that you've lost your husband, that you've lost your children, that you've lost your grandchildren to this world. I would begin to declare this, to the truth of this word that says that I can be saved at my household. I'm going to declare the truth of the word. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You're not always going to have the preacher's voice. You can get on YouTube all day long. I do it every day. And I, and I listen to the Word from different people. But your faith, your, your voice declaring the Word will do the same thing. In fact, it will do something in you. There's something that about you beginning to... There's something about you beginning to declare what the Word says. And you hearing yourself to declare what the... Well, I can tell you, you believe the lie all this time. There's many of you that believe that I'm worthless. And you begin to declare it. I'm never going to amount to anything. Whatever it might be. You, you've declared it. And, and you've heard it, so you begin to believe it. Declare his word with your lips. Verse 14, I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I'll put that into JRV. My wife will testify and there's plenty of people that work here every day. They can walk, tell you that they walk by and see it. I spend, he says, I will meditate on your precepts. I will contemplate your ways. Somebody can come by and say, what are you doing? And I'll say it this way. I'm just pondering the word of God. That's what I, I what are you doing? Well, sitting over, looking out the window. What are you doing? I'm pondering. You know what I'm doing? I'm meditating on what his word says. I'm meditating on the situation but what does your word say I will I will meditate look what it's I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways I will delight myself in your statutes and I will not forget your word I don't know how many ways to say it, so I'm going to let the psalmist speak it. It's in there. 
This is the answer right here. It's made alive by the Spirit of God and brought to you by the blood of Jesus. If you're not saved, you may be be able to put the phrases together and read it, but you will never understand it. But when you are bought by the blood of Jesus and empowered by His Spirit, it will become life when you will contemplate it, when you will meditate on it, when this Word will not only become your rule, but it will become your delight. Hear me. It's not, it's just not, it's not, it's not our rule book. It certainly has the ways of God. But when you begin to delight in His Word, it will change everything about who you are. His Word will become like meat in your life. It will become milk to your bones. It will become, it will become your sustenance. It'll be, you'll live by it. Not just, you'll live in it and by it and through it. It will begin to govern your thoughts and govern your life. Hear me. It's a better thing to be covered by the Word of God than all the armies and the, and the governments of men. Because His Word is truth and it is life. I will meditate on it. I will contemplate it. I will. If, listen, if you're trying to live a Christian life without His Word and without the delight of His Word, you're going to be a miserable human being because you're trying to figure it out in your flesh and in your own thinking and you're trying to work. You're, you're in that terrible position of carnality where you've got just enough of God to know your condition and be saved, but you don't have enough of the Word to live a, to live a healthy Christian life to know what the word says about you we cannot you cannot do without the word let it become your delight I will not forget your word deal bountifully with me your servant that I may live and keep your word what does the psalmist's goal begin? Hear me. God, we've been in the church world that's literally pretty much taught us that God is our servant. Do you realize that? If you stop and think about it, do you realize that we have lived in a, in a, in a, in a church environment? I, I have lived in it all my life. And, most, uh, and, 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 and if you're not stopping and thinking about it, because you're no different. If you, if you come out of any background, in the, a church background in the last 50 years, we have been saturated in a church environment that has made God our servant. That he, has, that we, he has made God at our beck and call. I'm not wrong. I'm his servant. He's not mine. Paul said, I am a slave to this gospel. God, God, is not, God is not on your chain and on your leash, and you're not making any demand on him. I am his servant. Deal bountifully with me, your servant, that I may live and keep your word. The, the goal of this psalmist's life was God to deal with him in such a way that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes that I may see the wondrous things of your law.
I must strengthen. Listen. Goals. Goals. I am a stranger in the earth. When you get full of the word, you'll become a stranger in this land. You you will not understand the draw and the lure of this world. Y'all are quiet. This is just the word. When you draw near to God and you begin to delight in Him and live in His Word and you ask Him to open your eyes and you see the wondrous thing, you will become a stranger. This Word declares that we're pilgrims and strangers in this land. We're used to saying this old world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. <laughs> That's, when you get close to him, this is, this is not a permanent residence. Do not hide your commandments from me. My soul breaks with longing for your judgment, for your judgments at all times. You rebuke the proud. Listen to what it says. The cursed. You rebuke the proud, the cursed, who stray from your commandments. God, when you're you're dealing in pride, when you're proud, from the beginning all the way to the end, God doesn't deal with it as children. He rebukes you. He resists you. God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. That's through the whole book. I've told you before, but not everybody was here. When the Word of God says that God resists the proud, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's like, it's like the, uh, the offensive line. Uh, on the foot, let's talk about football since that's who we're competing with this time of year. It's like the offensive line. That they're going re- to resist. The defensive line is going to resist the offensive line trying to make a hole, Yes. It's a pushback. That's not the idea that God resists the proud. When it says God resists the proud, it literally means that God sets himself in opposition. Actively, not passively. Not, not he's going to build a wall and it's going to be stationary and static and, and, it's, and he's resisting the proud. It literally means that God is actively pushing against you that he that you are you are going against God and you're no match he resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble remember what that grace is grace you know that unmerited favor the thing that you don't deserve and and you remember that it gives you the power to be saved it gives you the power to live it gives you the power to resist sin because grace is the is God's power in you Doing for you what you can't do for yourself. He resists the proud. He is actively against it. I rebuke the proud, the cursed. But he gives grace to the humble. Who, I, you rebuke the proud, the cursed, who stray from your commandments. Listen to the prayer. Remove from me the reproach and contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. 
Princes also sit and speak against me, but your servant meditates on your statutes. Your testimonies are also my delight and my counselors. What? Your testimony, your word is my counselor. Well, I could tell a lot of people there's going to way too many counselors. And I'm not just talking about the professionals. A believer who, has, who is saved, has their faith in this word of God, has, listen to me, universally, boy, people don't like this. Because, see, this is absolute. People don't like it. Here's some absolute for you. A born-again believer has no business taking advice or counsel from someone who's lost. End of story. End of story. What fellowship has light with darkness? How can two walk together except they agree? What fellowship has light with darkness? They have no business seeking counsel, seeking advice, seeking opinion from the lost. Hear me. I've said it this way before. If you're having marriage trouble, and you work with a group, it's probably not a good idea to go down and have a conversation with the He-Man Woman Haters Club. For y'all are old enough, that's from the little rascals. It's probably not a good idea, ladies, to go join the group of men-haters that gather in the break room every day. Men, it's probably not a good idea to go down and, and counsel with the, with the guy that's been running around on his wife for the last six years, and you know it. Say, is that in there? Oh, that's in there. <laughs> My soul... My soul clings to the dust. Think about what he's saying. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me. I seen a shift right there. Did you see it? It happens to be where the alphabet changes there. I love the Psalms when they go from here to here. Because that's life. It's life. <coughs> Ron Cox says, I can sum life up in two sounds. <laughs> He's crazy. He says, I can pretty much sum life up in two sounds. He said, do you like roller coasters? I said, I love them. Bigger the better, the steeper the crazier the faster. Although I'm getting a little old for that. It about kills me now. But I love them. No, that wasn't a place to say amen. It drives me crazy. Has every opportunity to say amen. She says amen when I'm talking about being old. I heard you. It's like the candy. I heard that too. <laughs> oh. <gasps> Y'all pray for me. Oh, <laughs> she said pray hard. You like roller coasters? You like roller coasters, baby. She does. She likes roller coasters. Life in two sounds. This is what happened to the psalmist just now. <laughs> it's amazing what you'll say under the anointing. Let's take it up with Jesus, baby. 
<laughs> Two sounds. Right now, I'm hearing one of them coming. <laughs> you roller coasters? You ever, say, remember, especially the old ones. <laughs> when you click, 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 click. You ever been there? Click. You know what you're doing? You're climbing, climbing. Click, 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 click. You get to the top, and it begins to crest. And this is so life. Click, click, oh, I'm climbing. Click, click, click. Two sounds. You get to the top and begin to crest. And the next sound of life is, ah! <laughs> and I thought, he's crazy. But... <laughs> But he's right. Life is full of ups and downs. You're climbing or you're rolling downhill quick. <laughs> My delight is in your testimonies. My soul clings to the dust. One sentence to the next. And sometimes that is life. One second to the next second. Everything changes to everybody. Revive me. When you begin to feel like your soul's clinking to the dust, revive me according to your word. I have declared my ways and you answered me. By the way, there it is again. I have declared my ways. Boy, that makes me think about again what people do. I ain't sick. Well, then you don't need healing. Oh, can I stop and be nosy a minute? Thank you. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, y'all know I talk about that every now and again, that old, that old positive confession garbage and all that. I ain't sick. Well, then you don't need prayer. Why would God want to heal you if you ain't sick? He said, I have declared my ways. Talk to him. Tell him. Declare it. Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all think I'm just reading the book. He said, I can stay home and read the book. I doubt it. Not like that. Not like this. I have declared your ways and you answered me. Can I, I, I'm just going to be so transparent. Y'all think, does he ever, y'all wish I'd quit being transparent. I don't know how to be any different. I don't know why I ask you a question, but I just want to know. You know, there, we started, we added prayer for the sick back a few months ago, and we went about three Sundays, and I quit. You know why? Because I wasn't begging people to, get, to come get prayed for and get healed. That's why. I'll just tell you what went off. I mean, <laughs> my soul clings to the dust. I thought we spend 20 minutes on Sunday night taking healing prayer requests and you call for people to get prayed for on Sunday morning and nobody went. I thought relief sick. What's it to me? But I'm going to tell you what. When I'm sick, I'm going to come down and I'm going to get prayed for. Whenever I have sin in my body, I, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get people to pray for me. I'm going to get people to stand. I'm going to find two or three that will agree it's touching anything. 
I'm going to remember that in the atonement that he, that he went to a whipping post. and bled. You know what? It was blood sacrifice there too. And guess what? He paid for me to be, for me to be healed. I'm going to declare it. So I thought, yeah, well, we call for prayer for the sick, and now you beg and you beg, and nobody comes. Well, tonight we're going to pray for 25 people, but this morning we ain't going to pray for nobody. Go home sick. I don't care. I probably shouldn't be that transparent. <laughs> Moving on. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts. You know what I'm doing even when I say that? I'm reading this word and I'm making you understand the ways of his precepts. Any man you sick? Let him pray. Is any among you afflicted? Let him call for the elders of the church. Anointing their head with oil. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall raise them up. And if he's committed any sin, it shall be forgiven them. I'm making you understand his ways. God is not on your chain, but he says if you'll declare and tell me what's going on. There's some things you're not going to have. Hear me. There are things that you're not going to have because you did not ask. There are things you're not going to have because you did not ask. Same book, James. You have not because you ask not. You say, well, Father knows what I have need of before I haven't asked. Yeah, but he said ask. And I always relate it this way. Let me come down here so I can see the whites of your eyes. Because we all got children. Especially when they get to be adults. Hey, baby. And, you know, there, there are things that I can see my children have need of. I can see it. I'm their daddy. I can see they have need of. I can see it. It's not lost on me. I can see what they need. Especially when it comes, there's, it may not be, it may just need some advice. It may be that they, that they need to know that you need to use a different tool for that. But well, do it. If it's what you want to do, do it. Because you know how they rise up when you give them unsolicited opinion. Well, not opinion, advice. Am I preaching or? So you know, you know they don't want it. I can see what they need. I can see these ain't never going to work. Where'd you get that shirt? That's my shirt. Anyway, I can see, squirrel. <laughs> you can see what they need. And you know it ain't going to work, but they're just working at it and working at it. And I'll say, and I'll say well, if, you, if you give me this. Oh, y'all's family's holy. Y'all family, that don't ever happen. Hey, hey, baby, if you, I, I, I got it. If you'll just give me just a second. What? You know what? I can see what they got need of. But you know what I'm not going to do? Anything else. Why? They got it. You got it. You got it. By all means. You think God's different. You can see things they need. 
Father knows what they had need of. There are times, see, what, I mean, if you, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know. But if, especially, that one over there, particularly, if she needs it, and I got it, or I can get it, turn your ears off. You don't need to know this. She gonna get it. But she's married and grown woman. And they're making their own way. There's things you can see. I'm talking, I'm talking about our father. Things you don't have because you don't ask. I know it's gonna be really break, breaking news to you. There's things you don't have because you didn't ask. <laughs> Heather said, Thank God she didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're complaining about. I'm the same way with you. Yeah. I can see. I can see. I know what they have need of. But they're so, I don't mind my business. Because they didn't ask. Well, I could preach a little longer. Some of that's because they married. And they need to figure it out. And if I'm always doing for them, they ain't never going to have to figure out how to do it together. Amen. Some of y'all needed to hear that. Some of, that, some of y'all need to mind your business. Get out of the marriage. Let them figure it out. And if they ask, ask and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, it'll be open to you. For he who seeks, find. He who asks, receives. And he who knocks, it's open. There's, there's something, it's not written down, but it's just as true. It's in the Word, it's just as true. Jeff, it's just as true. There's people that, that they, well, you're adding to, no, I'm not adding to the Word. This is just as true. If you don't seek, you won't find. If you don't knock, it won't get open. If you won't ask, you won't receive. It's just as true. Hello. I'm sick as a dog. Come pray for a second. I don't want to go down there. Go home sick. End the story. Well, God, if God don't heal me, what if he does? I learned that. This, I don't know how spiritual this is, but I learned, I learned something. I think in elementary school, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Yeah? Yeah? Why do preachers text me in church? Because too many of them don't go to church on Sunday night anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My soul melts. 
This is verse 18. My soul melts from heaviness. I told you where he was. You ever been there? Somebody ought to go home and get in Psalm 119. And just let it talk to you. My soul melts from heaviness. I told you, he's praying. He's praying, strengthen me according to your word. You know what I'm beginning to notice already? We ain't, all, we ain't even close to all the way through. So you're going to do it all? No, y'all can't handle that. Strengthen me according to your word. Remove from him. Strengthen me according to your word. I notice that he never says, strengthen me according to the media. Strengthen me according to the gossip line. Strengthen to me. Strengthen me according to popular opinion. Strengthen me according to TikTok. Strengthen me according to Facebook. Strengthen me. None of those things. Strengthen me according to your word. I like the next one. It says, remove from me the way of lying and grant me your law graciously. Apparently back then, I think today we pray, don't remove from me the way of lying. We uh, would pray something like, let me do it better. Huh. Oh. Was it Peter? Help me. Was it Peter says, let the liar lie no more? Let the thief steal no more? Was that Peter? See, grace is not permission to sin. It's the power not to. And you know what you ought to do when you get saved? You ought to change. And if you have something you struggle with, y'all are getting antsy. It ain't late. You know what it is? The word makes it... If you have something you struggle with, let me say that a different way, Jeff. Since you have things you struggle with, take it to him. There's a lot of preachers that have trouble with a line. I know that because they fill out credentials every year says that they agree with fundamental doctrine where they don't. They're liars. <laughs> Whew, I say all kinds of things. Remove from me the way of lying. <laughs> Heather, tell me not to say it. That's people that have you believe they got 16,000 people in their church and they're counting the live stream viewers and people who walked in the parking lot and have caught six campuses in five states. Y'all think I'm making that up. Jeff, that's a liar. Any way you cut it, that's a liar. Y'all, look at me. Y'all think I'm making that up. One of them, I've been to the church. There ain't 16,000 people there. There ain't 3,000 in four services. There's another one that's just above that one on the list that a friend of mine, that his initials are Donnie Swagger, went by there one day. 
because he wanted to see it too, you know, the second largest. He said, there weren't no 20,000 people there. Building wouldn't seat 3,000 and it wasn't full. Oh, multiple services, yeah. But they count in everything that moves. And I'm preaching sometimes better than people are amening. You say, why are you telling me those stories? Because I'm talking to you. Mm -mm. Andrea, help me. Pray. Pray in the Spirit, if you don't mind. Say, well, they're prone to exaggeration. What you meant to say is they like to lie a little. You know what you ought to do? You ought to say, my soul melts from heaven. Strengthen me according to your word. Remove from me the way of lying. And grant me your law graciously. I have chosen. I have chosen. I have chosen. I have chosen. I have chosen the way of truth. God didn't choose it for me. He didn't impose it on me. The believer has choices. It's just good stuff. You know what? I ought to record this and box it in a CD set and sell it. But nobody has CD players anymore. Man, that messed up a lot of preachers' businesses. Now you just got to give it to them on YouTube. <laughs> we might not ought to have been pimping the word anyway. I don't know. I mean, my jaw tight. <laughs> have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments have laid before me. I cling to your testimonies. Can I talk about that just a second? I, let me, let's look at 31 and 2, and I might quit, I might not. Because this is good. Jeff, you know what this is? Good. You know what this is? This is good. This is good. Can I talk to you just a second? I cling to your testimonies. You know what testimonies are? Lord, God help me if I ever decide to bring back testimony service. But we need our, we're made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of our testimony. That's what, that's what, that's what the word, that's what Revelation says, talking about the evil one. It says, and they, oh, the tribulation saints, it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. You have a testimony, you ought to give it. The testimonies of God are the things that he has done in your life. The testimonies of God is when he said it and it came to pass. The testimonies of God are the history of his goodness, the history of his faithfulness, the history of his truthfulness, the, ho the history of his awesomeness, of his greatness. It's a and there's sometimes that life has you in the place that this psalmist is in, in, in this little, I don't even know how a day left. I don't know how to say that. Alpha. I, I'm not, I don't speak Hebrew. But it's in this alphabet. He is in a bad place here. My soul clings to you. My soul clings to the dust. And at the end of it, teach me. I've chosen the way of truth. Your judgments are labor. This is after he's chosen the way of truth. That your judgments have laid 
before me. I cling to your testimonies. Oh, Lord, do not put me to shame. I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. Yeah, he hadn't done it yet. You shall. Here's what I want to tell you. Because tell you. somebody probably, uh, if you don't need it tonight, you will need it sometime. Because he's in a place where he's, he's begging God for help. That's okay. It's okay. It's not faithlessness to beg God for help. Who, who else are you going to go to? But let me, I want you to see something. Where's, give me that cling scripture. 31. There are going to be times in your walk with the Lord and maybe in seasons of your life, maybe even often, that living for Him and living on top when you're below is not easy. Because we all have seasons. Sometimes you're in the ah! And not the click, click, click. Sometimes you're not climbing. Sometimes you're falling and falling quick. He's an anchor you can hold on to. He is truth. He is power. He is mercy. He is grace. He is awesome. He is, and these are his testimonies. Listen to me, child of God, every one of us, there's going to be times in your life that you need to learn it that you're going to have to cling to it. It's not going to just sit in your lap and fit in your pocket. It's not going to be, it's not going to be as easy as, as breathing in air and letting it out. There are going to be times in your life when everything is screaming something else. That God has failed you. That you're not going to make it. That it's not going to work out all right. That maybe it's a, a complete challenge to your faith. And what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to cling to his testimonies like a man clinging to the edge of a building who's fell. Like somebody who's fell over a bluff and they're holding by a thread. Like, so, like, like, it's, like, it's, like it's a drowning man grasping at a twig. There are going to be times that you are going to have to cling to his testimonies. But here's the great thing. If you will cling to his testimonies, they will hold. If you will cling, if you will cling, it's the, the, the twig's not going to snap. The ground's not going to collapse underneath you. If you... That, uh, that, this is actually a moment, because y'all don't know how my crazy brain works, but this is actually a moment in time and in the Word that this preacher will never forget. It's going to be used in my life and it will be used to people that come through my life that there are times you're just going to have to cling to what is true and cling to his testimony. Because it's not all, because you're going to come to places in your life that it's going to be hard because we just live in a cruel, hard world and everything can come against you. And we're not always on the mountaintop. Sometimes we are definitely in the valley. But I'm going to tell you, the valleys are good for you. 
That's where you learn. If you want to know where, I wish it was different. I really do. But if you want to know where you're going to learn who God is and what he can do, we just sing, your grace and mercy. Help me run the race and win. No. Did you hear what we're saying? Your grace and mercy brought me through. I'm living this moment because of you. Let me help you with that. No other reason that the only reason I'm living, not this month, not this week, not even this hour. I'm living this moment because of you. I want to thank you and praise you too. Why? Because one more time, your grace and mercy brought me through. Cling. I cling to your testimonies. Oh Lord, do not put me to shame. Hmm. You know what I find out sometimes? There's nothing more powerful than the word. You can you can outline it, add your two poems and a song and a story you can shuck it and jive it hype it sensationalize it and it'll still never be powerful than just what it says and how it applies his word is life hear me preacher teacher now watching there's people that watch us all over the country and actually all over the world our live stream this morning you know what it said watching from Pakistan <laughs> preacher if you don't have anything else to say what did Paul say in 2 Timothy chapter 4, I charge you before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the living and the dead. Preach the word. Preach the word. There's nothing more powerful than to just break down the word and make it practical to the life of the people. Preacher, you got nothing better than the Word. When you're not anointed, His Word is anointed. I don't have to, you know, Scott, I don't have to ask Him to anoint your Word. Your Word is anointed. His word is living. His word is powerful. 
and it will change me. Do not put me to shame and I will run the course of your commandments for you shall enlarge my heart. Mm. I, will run. I don't think it's any coincidence. Any runners in this house? Runners? runners? Anybody runners? What's the word say about a wicked man that runs when no one's pursuing? Somebody. Isn't that what the word says? A wicked man runs when no one's pursuing. That's why I ain't a runner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, that's no insinuation. I'm just, the word says that. <laughs> Wicked man runs when no one pursues. Who was the horse? Uh, was it Secretariat? Secretariat, is that right? Or sea Biscuit. I think it was Secretariat. See, see if I was a horse, I'd be Butter Biscuit. <laughs> 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 I'd change clothes I look because I look like a can of busted biscuits. A merry heart to good like a medicine. Yeah. Somebody needed that. Y'all remember that song? It happens to be scripture. Our secretary, I believe, when secretary died, you know, what a champion. I, thank you. I'm glad none of y'all church people know anything about racehorses. I just thought of that. <laughs> when Secretariat died, I believe it was Secretariat. Because a champion among champions. And you know what? The thing, he had bigger lungs and a bigger heart than the average thoroughbred. That's why he was so fast. That's why he could run and outrun everybody in every race. Because he had the capacity, the lung capacity, and the heart big enough to keep driving him and people keep pushing him. You know what I just read? I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. And whether that's the literal thing, I think that's probably the literal. I'm going to dig on that because I think that's literally what he's saying. But I know for sure that he's saying you're going to enlarge my capacity to receive your commandments. <laughs>